Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And we are talking about self-care today. Following up from last session. Yes. Last episode, we talked about how we can't heal in battle. How just like in physical battle, you don't expect someone to heal from PTSD while they're being shot at. We can't expect to heal emotionally from the things that we're experiencing unless we're off that battlefield. Right. And David talked last episode about the tents that are on the side of the battlefield, those where you go when you're injured. And we don't target those. Mm -mm. The other side doesn't target those white tents. Those are the places that you go for healing and to slow down a little bit and to clean your wounds. And And how it's, it's okay to do this. Yes. This concept of, you know, a lot of you are very strong, I know, and take pride in I don't need, I don't need to slow down and I don't need to take care of me. It's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's it's like a sign of weakness to do this. However, Mm -hmm. hopefully we challenge that notion a little bit because it's self-love. Yes. And it's a very important, necessary self-love because if you're in battle, you're probably not getting very much love from the other side. And right. so if you're in battle and you can't heal, especially you need to be loving towards you to make up for the love you may not be receiving. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you're worth your time. It is this act of self-love to take care of yourself. It is just that concept of trying to hobble along when you're severely injured. Mm-hmm. You just don't have enough to give to yourself and to others if you're barely hobbling along with a broken leg and a punctured lung and all of those things. And you can, you absolutely can, if you choose to continue to do that for the rest of your life. Yeah, you can. Things will heal incorrectly. You will not have full (laughs) use of them, right? Great analogy, actually, of something that wasn't set properly, mm-hmm. but you didn't set it properly. You just kept going, and now you have a permanent limp. A permanent limp. And you can continue to do that if you want, or you can go ahead and take time in that white tent. Right. And sit there and really take the space away from the battle and away from life, in a sense, in some, some ways to create some healing for yourself. It is that uh, emotional intensive care where Mm -hmm. you are specifically setting aside, stepping away from uh, the battle. And we're going to talk about with self-care sometimes from other normal responsibilities and things that you would normally do 
in order to create enough space and time in your life to heal. And again, we're talking on a scale of a continuum, right? right? You aren't actually going to 100% just check out and, you know, head to your cabin on the lake, like throw, right? And just hang out there for for a couple of years and not interact with anyone or do anything. <laughs> David is like, that sounds so great, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live deliberately. Yes. So you... You, but you're going to create deliberateness in in your existing life, in right. your existing space. So let's talk about the self-care that you're going to do. Because right? we hear this a important. lot. Yeah. It's kind of a... And what is this thing? Yeah, self-care. We hear self-care. all the time. Yeah. So what does that look like? What is this self-care thing that we're talking about? And I think one of the big things to consider, again, when we're talking about creating space in order to reintegrate and actually become closer, right? I love it, to reintegrate. Mm -hmm. Because the concept of taking space is so that you can show up in more love than when you left. That's why we take time and space. That's why if we're fighting, we take a time out Mm -hmm. so that we can end any attitudes or words or behaviors that are unloving regroup and then show up in more love than we were before. So reintegrating is a great concept. It's for both of you, right? And when you choose to take space, it's an invitation again then for the other individual to also be able to regroup and show up in a more loving way. Yeah. So as we're talking about, again, taking space to become closer both with relationships outside of yourself and relationships within yourself. So what are we going to do then? And I think one of the big concepts is to simplify your life. If you have been in a big war zone and you don't have the option to go live uh, on, on a lake for however long that takes, right? You can't put yourself 100% in the emotional... Uh, intensive care unit, right? How much space can you create? Because I have a lot of clients that will say, I don't have time in my life. I don't have any time. You know, I don't have time for me. Right. Right. So what do I do? I'm, I'm just constantly in that. So first and foremost, boundaries in relationship that is, that are war zones, right? Finding that, that, space there because that will give you in and of itself time and energy mm-hmm. and effort to put towards yourself. But then also where else can you simplify? What else can you remove or make smaller or, you know, all of those kinds of things. If you are, you know, doing the PTA and you're the, you know, soccer mom, you know, head mom, and you're the, like all of these different things, what can you remove or reduce in your life? And this can be small things. This can be big things. It may be that you only clean your house every couple weeks instead of every week or every three days or whatever it is, right? I have clients that start using paper plates for a month and You know, maybe environmentalists will get on my case about that. But if you can't handle the dishes, right? If you're going to do like go get freezer meals from Costco, right? Right. 
what are the things that you can do if you have the financial resources to hire someone to come in to clean or Mm -hmm. to uh, do whatever it is that you're doing that is feeling like, wow, this is a big piece of my life. How can I shrink that, make that smaller so I have more space to work on myself? Those are huge pieces of emotional self-care. You are worth your time. You are worth your money. It is an act of self-love to do those things and to move forward in that way of healing. Right. And it's just really smart. So a reframe might be necessary if you see it as weakness that you would need to slow down or get help or ask a sister or a mother or a neighbor um, to watch the kids for an hour a day or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Uh, It's just really wise. So I I want you to try to reframe this from a sign of that you don't have it all together or you're immature or you're weak or you've made mistakes or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're not enough to I'm actually a really good manager of my life to be able to adapt and move things around as needed so that I can continue to move forward. Because to just get stuck, um, that's not strength. That's not virtue. Right. Being able to manage your life and rearrange what needs rearranging and maybe the lawn won't get mowed for a while or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, Maybe you're not going to shower and you're going to stay in your pajamas all day. Maybe you're going to (laughs) whatever it is. That's actually being smart so that you can direct more effort and energy towards what matters most. Because we do know we have limited amounts of willpower. Mm -hmm. This has actually been well documented when we talk about addiction recovery. There's a whole book, Willpower is Not Enough. Yes. Yep. Um, And we have to conserve. So if we we have a limited amount of of willpower, where should it be going? Right. Limited amount of energy and effort. And I love that reframe of the wisdom in taking care of yourself. Right. That's really beautiful. It's not weakness. It's, it's wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So one of the fun ways I think to talk about self-care, I think there's a concept around it that self-care means something big. I have to take a vacation. I have to go get a pedicure. I have to kind of do some of these big things, but what is self-care? Self-care is caring for yourself. It's nurturing yourself. And so when we talk about self-care, I think the dailies are a huge piece of that. Doing daily meditation or yoga, daily journaling, which is what I describe as your therapy outside of therapy, right? right? Where you're processing your own stuff with yourself, mm-hmm. right? So journaling, um, moving your body in some mm-hmm. way, exercising, you know, those kinds of things, those dailies. And we have a whole episode on dailies. Yes. So please go back to that. It's huge, very important. And, and those things are really at the root of nurturing yourself. Mm -hmm. There's this other concept around self-care that I like that I heard, and it is called the self-care menu. And your self-care menu, you can write it up. You, you have appetizers, main dishes, and then desserts. So your main courses, your main dishes are going to be those items 
that are your dailies. Like these are the, the fundamental meat and potatoes of what I need to do to nurture myself, right? This is, I'm making sure I'm exercising. I'm making sure I'm, again, all the things we sleep. just barely said, I'm getting enough sleep, all of those kinds of things. And then we have the appetizers and those are the little things when I just need a little, right? Those, these are your snack bars. When I need to kind of get myself through, I'm just having a moment, right? Mm. So understanding what those are for you. I've seen beautifully, beautifully put together uh, self-care packages where they'll have like little coloring things where you can kind of be creative and, and get some flowing there. Um, they'll often put bubbles in there because it's kind of this happy little pick me up, but also you have to Hmm. blow, which gets your breathing going, right? You can have things like your three by three meditation. So not a 20 minute meditation, but this is the very short three by three, which if you're not familiar with that is three things that you see hear, or tactilely feel. So you just go through that, like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling heightened. I need to kind of come back into my present uh, self. And it's a very fast, short meditation that you can literally do anywhere, anytime. My sort of litmus test is, can you do it while you're driving? If you can do it while mm. you're driving, then you can pretty much do it anywhere, right? <laughs> and you can. I see the car. I see the steering wheel. I see the light. I hear the corn hawking. I hear the air coming through. I hear the engine. I feel my hands on the steering wheel. I feel my seat in the chair. I feel my foot pushing on the pedal. So that's how that works. And you can do them in any order that you want. But again, there's a very quick something that you can have. That is your snack bar um, self-care thing to kind of bring yourself down. Just deep breathing in general is another right. really good one. Right. Right. Because your cardiovascular is connected to your breath. So if you breathe deeply, it automatically has to slow your heart mm -hmm. rate. And also if you're focusing on your breathing brings you out, um, of your amygdala, your fight or flight, and it brings you very presently back into your prefrontal cortex, which is exactly what you want to do. Oxygenates a brain that may be starved depending yes. on how heightened or yes. flooded you are. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the little things. Can you think of anything else, David? Just small little snapshots of things, um, little snack bar size versions. I, I love the concept of breathing and pairing that with affirmations that you have. Yes, Ooh, that's if, good. If you're doing affirmations, affirmations already as mm -hmm. part of your dailies. So, for example, my worth is 100%. I am lovable as I am. As you're breathing, we talk about breathing. I mean, there's so many little tools and things four, seven, eight, where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for seven seconds and then you breathe out for eight seconds. Yeah. This takes practice. Yes. This is not very easy, but once you get good at it, it absolutely forces everything to slow down. It can't keep mm -hmm. going at the pace that it was. And if you pair an affirmation on the exhale, you're maintaining the right perspective either about you or the world or your partner or where, whatever is going on. Because yes, often when we are flooded, our perspective isn't very accurate. 
Like we've talked about, the feelings are valid, Mm -hmm. but the perspective may be completely inaccurate and it's pitting us against everybody else. And it's just not true, but it's how we're feeling. And so we need affirmations, I believe, to kind of come out of shame or just to come back to reality. Yes. I love that. Affirmations are really good snack bar size appetizer. Yeah. Okay. Again, we have a whole episode on dailies that are going to be helpful and useful as you're looking at those things. Let's step into the uh, dessert menu. Dessert. Yes. Dessert menu are the things that you don't have every meal every day, right? They're kind of the fun Mm. little things to look forward to. So that is where a lot of the things that initially I think when people think self-care is where they go. That's the pedicure. That's the Mm. like vacation trip. That's the going, you know, shopping, doing some of those kinds of things. They're absolutely a great part of life and a thing to have, but they're not as frequent or not as often. And we're looking for meat and potatoes, self-care, you know, connecting with others, connecting with self, connecting with God, uh, connecting with the healing process Those are going to be kind of the meat and potatoes things. So we don't discount that. And I think a lot of times initially when people step into a healing process or a process of recovery, they kind of go to those things because they've been so deprived, Mm. right? When you haven't had a lot of those things in your life and you've been running on empty, running on that broken leg, trying to hobble through and get through and do all the things for everyone else that you're supposed to be quote unquote supposed to be doing right. Then you come and there's this dessert burn. It's like, Oh, (laughs) you know, okay. I get to, I get to, I can have some of this. Right. And so if you're in that space, no worries. That's kind of a normal space to initially gravitate to. And it's a little more exciting Right. Right. If it's like, okay, here, we're going to do all the things. It's a little more exciting sometimes to say, okay, yeah, let's go get a pedicure versus, um, okay, I need to sit down and journal and meditate. Right. 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 So you may be pulled and drawn to those items initially, but as you're understanding that this is the dessert menu and what we really want to do for long-term sustenance, nourishment, nurturing, shifting change and healing, we're going to want to be in that center of the main courses with your dailies and those kinds of things. I like it. So you may want to consider writing out a self-care menu for yourself, no matter who you are, no matter where you fall on any of the spectrums of needing any type of healing in your life, you do need to understand what self-care options are available for you as you're stepping out of the battlefield and into those healing tents, it's a good first step to Mm -hmm. kind of create what it is that you need for yourself. And it's an important concept that if you do these things, this is how you come out of hard things better. Mm -hmm. If you don't do these things, these hard things can break you. Right. Give me a Um, permanent injury. Right. Right. Uh, but we don't want that for you. And so as, as challenging as it may be that I can actually go through 
what I've gone through and I'm better for it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the how. This is the how. And we've talked about this before that, you know, suffering ceases to be suffering when we find meaning in it. This is yes. Viktor Frankl. And so mm-hmm. what greater purpose or meaning is there in the suffering or the pain than to be learning how to love more, to love yourself yes. more, to show up for you and others, to be more understanding and more empathetic. This is how you get there. And if you don't slow down and take time for you and heal, you, I don't think, are going to get there. And it would be mm-hmm. a much more difficult, long process, which nobody's very interested in. It's already hard enough, right? Yes. Yeah. You're running the marathon. Do you want to do it with a broken leg? Yeah. Or do you want to stop for a little bit and get healed and then move forward? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So here's the how. Here's the how. Moving forward, taking care of yourself, nurturing yourself. And this is where, and we've mentioned this before as we've talked about dailies, you know, when we think about we have clients that just think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life. This is like... <laughs> Just because I am an addict or because I've been betrayed, like not not fair, it's not not my fault, like all of these things. And again, what, what I always point out is that this is just healthy living stuff, right? Right. This is what people who love, who love themselves, who love others, this true, deep, nurturing, nourishing love, that's what this is. And turns out... You weren't very good at that before. Yes. Probably. Everyone has their <laughs> their ways that they weren't good at it before. Right. And so this is how it serves you, ultimately. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's not something that is we're doing because it's a weakness or because you're messed up or because you're dysfunctional now or whatever. Right. We're just saying, here's the way to get to healthy living spaces. And every single person has to do these things in order to get there, get to that full loving of self, others, and this, this beautiful space where you're connected with yourself and others and God and just everyone in general. Yeah. And now you have an advantage because you know what you need. Mm -hmm. And often before this stuff happens, you didn't know. And so it may be like, Oh, I've got all this stuff. I, I have to do now to, to be okay. Well, the advantage is you know what you need to do, whereas so many people don't know. Right, right. And so it's all perspective. Yes. And I love, again, that this isn't just applicable to a betrayed spouse. Right. This is applicable to anyone who's been hurt in any way and always includes the addict or the betrayer themselves, right? right. This, you've also been wounded, You've also been hurt. You've also experienced hard things in your life. And you also haven't been loving yourself. And so these pieces, you know, so many people, when they talk about addiction, they don't even talk about the the trauma aspects of that. The things that started things for this person. Mm -hmm. And the things that along the way caused more trauma because they still weren't connected with themselves or others and getting what they needed Um, They weren't loving themselves. They weren't able to connect. And so this is all extremely applicable here. Take that space. Take that time to heal. Yes. We hope this is helpful. 
and you make that time. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.